Queen Mode Collective. Welcome to another episode of The Queen's Table. I'm Jax, your host and proud Queen Mode ambassador. Before we begin today's episode, we'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners and elders of the lands from which you are listening to this podcast. In this episode, we catch up with the founder of Numpy Weaving, Tegan Murdoch. Tegan is a Barkindji Duduroa Daga woman, a mum, a business owner who keeps connected to her culture through weaving. Tegan speaks to us about the amazing women in her life, why weaving is special to her and what she hopes for her children in the future. She's a caring soul who's passionate about the work she does and her story gives us a great insight to the real life of women in business. Queen Mode Collective How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on QM. Um, I'm so happy to meet you. You too. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Um, We've been uh, following all your work in the community and you're super inspiring and such a a proud woman and we're just really excited to get get to know you more and um, all of our Queen queen Mode supporters out there really want to get to know you more. So... Um, I want to just start by asking you uh, where you're from, sis, where your mob's from, where your family's from. Yeah, so um, I'm Barkindji Morora Yordiora Dadarawa woman. Um, I grew up in, down far west New South Wales in a tiny town down there um, called Kumiella. Um, yeah, and I live down there until like year 11 I think it was and then we moved um, up to Albrewadonga. So still got family down Kumi um, but mum and dad and brothers and sisters um, in Albrewadonga as well. Oh true. So kind of like wherever mum and dad are that's home for me now. Yeah. Yeah so. The people make the home don't they? Yeah, definitely. I still got siblings down Kumi. Mm. Um, so, yeah, both of those towns are home for me. And what, what was it like growing up in Kumiala? Or Kumi? Um, like <laughs> <laughs> no, we always got it down Kumi. Um, like when I think back to like the younger days, it was nice because um, like we had family around, like the whole, the town was pretty well family like you'd go downtown there were black fellas there was your family so you always had someone you know looking out for you um you'd have cousins to play with um all the time so it was fun um and you know I grew up and lived on the mission down there for a couple of years which was that was fun in as well um you know across the block Nan and Plop lived and uncles and aunties so that was really special and I just remember feeling like really free as a child, like just free to roam, you know, build cubbies and just do whatever. So it was really cool. 
Um, but obviously, like, like all all towns, there's some hard times and, yep. um, you know, alcohol and abuse and racism, all that was down there. But um, I guess I feel quite lucky that my parents were able to to break out of that cycle for us and they chose to move away. Mm-hmm. Um, so they moved to Ogulodonga just for more opportunities for us. Yeah. And you said yeah, so I feel in year 11, hey? Yeah, so like growing up, um, Dad done and Mum done a lot of seasonal work, so picking grapes and oranges and that kind of stuff. So um, wherever there was work, like we would just pack up and go. We like we'll settle into yeah. school for a couple of months, like we've got to go again. So, yeah, yeah. so it was like it was hard because we didn't really – have time to make friends and stuff but whatever school we went to there were cousins so so we always had connections and um we had support um yeah oh that's so good and as a you know year 11 that 16 17 year old what was that like for you at that time you know that it's a really important time for us as young women Mm -hmm. at that point what was that like for you at that particular point in in your life yeah, um, like thinking back, I was all right because, like, I had my sister and we're, we're really close. Um, so we had each other for that support and, again, family in Albury where we moved to. Um, yeah, it was all right. It wasn't a, you know, yeah, it didn't That's really good. bother me. And you talked about your sister. Um and I know your mum's also involved in your in your current world and practices, but I just yeah. wanted to ask you about all the amazing women that you've been surrounded by um, in your life and mm. current, and, and what they've kind of meant to you and, and having those strong female um, relationships. What does that mean to you? Yeah, um, I might get emotional here, but, like, it's really special Um like the way that we grew up, we had obviously my grandmothers and just everyone really close all the time and aunties, cousins. Um, so we really had that strong connection. And then, you know, obviously my sister, I've got two sisters and we're all just, we're really close. And then my mum, she just feels like our sister as well. Yeah. <laughs> like it's real. And, you know, we go out and her and my sister, they, like they look exactly the same so people mistake them for sisters (laughs) she does yeah she's aging backwards (laughs) yeah so we're really close and you know we're all creative and we all just love bouncing ideas off each other and just help each other um you know do bigger and better things that's so deadly and is that how bouncing off them and, and, and deciding to start, you know, your adventure into weaving and in, in your business? Is that how it all kind of came about? Well, yeah, um, after learning from mum yeah. how to weave, I um, could just see how at peace she was when she was sitting and creating. Yeah. And then once I just I got into it as well, like I just fell in love with that and um, I just kept thinking back like why wasn't this around when we were younger 
Yeah. You know, like we hadn't seen it anywhere and obviously from everything that's happened, Nan, they weren't allowed to practice culture. So weaving was lost and it wasn't until a beautiful aunt in Aubrey, um, mum was able to sit with her and pick it up and continue it on. So really, really lucky that, um, you know, we've had that opportunity to, to keep it going. Oh, and the piece your mum feels like, can you kind of describe what it feels like for you when you do practice that, you know, that culture and practicing your weaving? What does it feel like? when? Yeah. Oh, it's just like you're just so still and like there's nothing there. You just create and you just get lost amongst the stitches and it's like I'm just sitting on the couch for hours and I'm like next minute it's, you know, dinner time, I've got to get up and make a feed. <laughs> but it just goes so fast, you're just lost and you just, yeah. I mean, saying that yeah. amongst the sti stitches is just it's amazing, that phrase. Oh, that's... Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's meditation yeah. and... Um, you know, for our old people, that that's our medicine, and that's yeah, it's part of healing. Hey, too, you know, it's healing. Yeah, for for our people, mm -hmm. like connecting to culture is so important. I think. And what's it like working with your mum? Do you work all the time with her, or is it just every now and then? What's yeah, it like? Yeah, just lately, like just every now and again when we have um, a workshop. Um, oh, yeah. often people will ask you know does your mum want to come along which is really nice so um, yeah. for International Women's Day we did a workshop at the Opera House and that was like just so special for us to do that together it's our first time inside the Opera House there were like 30 women um, it was just so special just like couldn't I don't know can't describe it yeah it's kind of know when you're doing you're in the right place at the right time hey? yeah. yeah yeah and what and what made you um you know just make step into that business you know model or, or creating some sort of structure around you know something that brought you so much calm and healing um I think I just started out making earrings to begin with Oh, yeah. Um, and then I just quickly moved in to wall pieces and and then I just kept like just getting messages of that you need to keep going, you need to keep sharing. Um, and then, you know, more and more people reached out of wanting to learn and then I was like I'm not the only one that, that missed out on this. So I'm like I had, I don't know, like it was my calling, yeah. if you must, like that I have to do this and I have to pass this on because it's not just about me. Um, there's so many other women out there that, that need this. Yes. Yeah, so I just, yeah, I felt the need to, to, create, to create more than earrings, so. Yeah. Yeah, so I do workshops and, and that as well now because um, just the importance of keep it, keep, keep it going and keep sharing. Yeah, and is that, you know, you spoke about it just a little bit before, but that need to wanting to keep cultural practices alive because, you know, what we're 
a lot of our old people and our um, you know elders weren't allowed and had restrictions. So how important is that for you? You know, also as a mum to keep that those cultural practices alive and and well. Yeah, um, yeah, like just it, it's our calling. Like we we can't let it go again. We can't. We have to keep it alive. Um, you know, these days people are more open to learn and um, so I think just do what we can, sit with um, our elders and just, you know, pick up whatever you can from them and so we have something to keep to keep sharing. Yeah. Sure. yeah. It's really important, hey, um, and I'm thinking about, more weaving and other cultural practices and um, you know how much calm and joy and healing they bring what we just talked about but is there other things in your life that bring you the same sort of joy and peace yeah definitely um, you know just being at home with my girls um, we're always having fun dancing oh. and you know like just being silly um, I've been loving the sunrises and sunsets at at the moment so just getting up nice and early and just enjoying you know the beauty of that rising and just the calmness of the morning when no one else is around yeah. um yeah that's been bringing me a lot of joy yeah that's amazing and obviously being around my extended family as well but that's a little bit hard at the moment but yeah just lots of facetime calls and stuff like that to stay connected i'm gonna do that I'm going to start looking at the sunrise and sunset. We've been yeah. at the moment, but it's just, yeah, nature is just provides also that calm, doesn't it? Like that. Yeah. Like I was saying to my husband the other day, um, like why do we only just leave it for holidays to go and catch a sunrise or a sunset? Yeah. We can do it every day. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it comes up every day. We should just. Yeah. yeah. That should be our routine, hey? Yeah, definitely. Just, I think every day, just do something for yourself, like get out in nature. I don't know, go admire the flowers or something. Just something nice. And does like being out in nature or your family are they are they the things that kind of inspire you creatively or inspire you to do certain things? Is it it nature or is it is it family for you? Yeah, it's a bit of both. Yeah, Um, because. You know, back home in Kumi, we were always out mm. camping. Um, you know, we'd go out with Dad to to collect um, didgeridoos and boomerangs and just being out bush um, is like my inspiration where a lot of my work yeah. comes from because it's just, yeah, being amongst all of that, um, being on country and... Yeah, it's just so beautiful back home. Like every day there's new ideas that come up for me. It's too much. <laughs> and, you know, you talk about camping because I loved camping as a young young girl. What was your, What's your favourite bit about camping? Just a little, you know. Um, I think just being by the river. Yeah, yeah just like the, the calmness that that, that brings. Yeah. yeah. And I always like. I haven't been fishing for a very long time, but I remember as a little girl just sitting alongside my nan fishing. Fishing so, for me. Yeah. Oh, all day I could do that. I mean, I get yeah. burnt these days. So you got to... 
<laughs> you know, it's damaging. But yeah, I, I would love to just spend my days just wishing her that car. Um, yeah. And you know, I can't, we kind of touched on it before, but you talked about your little girls, and I mean, I'm a mum too, and all the mums out there, you know, I just want uh, you know. What does it feel like for you, you know, now that you're doing something that's so embedded in your family and, your, you know, your cultural practices and now you have two beautiful children, two beautiful women, young women, what does it mean for you to be a mum yeah. doing those sorts of things? Yeah, like I love it um, to be able to, you know, show up every day and just do what I do to just inspire them to mm. to do this as well, just you know, you don't have to go to an office job and, you know, do that kind of work. You can create something for yourself and um, from our culture mm. we can help our people um, by creating something. Yeah. How are they? Do they yeah. love it? Have you seen that, you know, one of your daughters is more creative than the other or one's more, you know, loves music or dance? I mean, you said <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they're both creative in their own little ways. One's, um, yeah, one loves weaving, one yeah. not so much. <laughs> More into the dancing and gymnastics. But, you know, when I have, like, um, the Zoom classes and stuff, Emily will always jump on and, yeah, they'll always jump on and join in. They'll sit here doing their little weaving. It's really cute. <laughs> I mean, the people that come to those classes must love it just because it just, you know, it's a visual representation of why you're doing what you're doing, eh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's cute. It's so good. And I guess, I mean, we kind of touched on it, but, uh, you know, what, you know, growing up the way you have and, and, and the way this country is sitting now, like what what do you hope for your, you know, your girls in, in the future? Look, I, the way they are now, they're very loving, they're very caring, they're very happy. I think if they can just be like that, just be love, give love, then they'll be fine. Like mm. I think the world just needs more more love. So, yeah, I love yeah, them just the way they are. And, I, you know, what I've found from myself is like when we go through life, we just have all these layers that get pushed onto us. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So we try and just let them be them, and yeah, so stay good. as they are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that makes me feel so good. And uh, you know, there's nothing better than being a mum. And um, I can relate to all of what you've been saying today. Yeah. I'm grateful for you and your time. And I know it's quite a hard time where you are at the moment. So I'm really appreciative of you spending time and chatting to me and uh, you know, so many of the queen mode um you know women out there are so interested in what you're doing and are huge supporters so you know i hope this um provides some more you know insights to you and your family and your mm -hmm. life and fingers crossed we all get through this next little stage but um yeah thank you so much for sitting with me and having a yarn you're so welcome thank you for you know inviting me to come on and share a bit of my story really grateful no worries at all take care sis then we'll yarn yeah you too
If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and would love to hear more inspirational stories, consider joining QM Sanctum. This is our virtual home, membership space, and community filled with passionate people, also dedicated to the personal development of First Nations women. We'd love to connect with you on there. Also remember to subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's been a pleasure as always, and we'll catch you on the next one. Queen